Hello, superstars. Welcome to the Up Your Creative Genius podcast, where you will gain insight and tips to stomp on the accelerator and blast off to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Patty Dobervolsky, and if this is your first time tuning in, then strap in because this is serious rocket fuel. Each week, I interview fellow creative geniuses to help you learn how easy it is to up your creative genius in any part of your life. Hey, everybody, it's Patty Dobervolsky with Up Your Creative Genius. Oh my gosh, today I have dolphining here. You know, Julia Johnson, the amazing Julia Johnson, who most of you follow on Instagram, but if you don't already, you got to follow her dolphining. She is transformation in amazement. Like, it's just like, you changed everything. It's so cool to see you and have you on the show. I just, I can't wait to hear all the tips and tricks that you're going to share with us about how you were able to shift your mindset and shift your life. So welcome to the show, Julia. Glad to have you. Thank you, Patty. It's so nice to be here with you. Always fun. Always fun. Oh, fantastic. All right. Well, I want to start off so people can get to know you a little bit. Tell us your story, really, you know, tell us about you, you know, from whenever in your childhood up to now, what, what happened to you and who, who are you? So we get to get to touch and feel you, um, even through our audio. Yeah. So, well, you know, we all have a life story and I, and mine was not, I didn't think so unusual because I lived through it, but after you live through certain things and realize, wow, I survived that. Yeah. And other people say, wow, you survived that. So what I survived was childhood diabetes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Diagnosed at age 11. And, um, I was a very brittle case, which meant my blood sugars were very hard to control. Plus this was in the 60s where children who got diabetes there wasn't a lot of diabetes research and it was considered an old person's disease so mm-hmm. i took one insulin shot a day that was supposed Whoa. to cover me for 24 hours of activity and food and you know kids run around a lot and i was a very active kid well it, i got complications starting at like age 25 my kidneys started to fail Um, in my late yeah in my late 20s I started to go blind with diabetic blindness oh my gosh yeah and I had nerve damage and all these things I mean my hands were like claws and I had black floaters in my vision and you know by the time I was 30 my kidneys were like failing. And the doctors had warned me I was headed that direction, but I was just like, I mean, it seems so far away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You're in your twenties. You're invincible, right? We all are in our twenties. Exactly. Exactly. I I just thought, well, one day, one day, that's right. We always, we always think of old as being like, well, in our eighties or whatever, it was kind of that way off in the future. I don't have to deal with it now, but yeah, by the time I was, um, in my early thirties, the kidneys had failed and they said, you know, you've also got heart disease and we are going to recommend that you get a kidney transplant. Otherwise you'll be on dialysis with diabetes. And that's going to be 
maybe a five-year lifespan from now. So wow, that is crazy. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't gonna live to see 40. And wow. they were doing experimental pancreas transplants for their diabetic patients that needed a kidney. And then they told me the risks involved. And of course, my husband and I went in and talked to all the specialists and all the teams and yeah. He basically said it needs to be your choice, but but the risks were that I that I could die before, during, or after the surgery because I had heart disease, and I just thought I don't want to live with diabetes anymore. I mean, no. I can get a new kidney, but I, I can't live with this disease anymore. Wow! It, it was just eroding my quality of life every year, yeah. and um, so I decided I'll risk it. I'll do this experimental double organ transplant. And oh my as God. We can, as Whoa. we can tell, <laughs> here you are worked. today. Woo! All right. <laughs> it worked. That is so well. And, and that was it did. 30 years ago, Pat. Wow. 30, 30 years ago. And oh then my gosh. In the wow. meantime, um, at age 48, my heart really got clogged. And part of the clogging was from um, high cholesterol, which runs in my family and the heart disease from diabetes that gets exacerbated. And then wow. some, some of the medications I was on for anti-rejection yeah. also contributed. So by the time I was 48, my, my arteries were so clogged that wow. I, you know, I had a hard time breathing. Yeah. I didn't want, I didn't want a heart. I didn't want heart surgery. Yeah. Um, Cause they actually saw you. Oh, I've seen I know. That. I remember at that time you got sawed open. They crack your ribs and open you up. Right. Yeah. It's just, and then oh. some, another human handles your heart, which actually causes depression in people for a couple of years afterwards. But I, Oh, I wow. Had, that's crazy. So when yeah. somebody holds your heart, it causes depression for about two years afterwards. What, what do you think that's about? I mean, well, that is like insane. That's your most intimate sort of physiological connection to your spirit, I think, is your Wow, heart. wow, that's crazy. And, um, I there's been studies that have shown, for instance, men that are heavy drinkers or yes. drug or drug uh, recreational drug takers, I guess you would call them users. Users, yeah. If they end up having a heart attack, going into the ER, and the doctor's like, "We got to do a bypass right now." When they wake up, they are psychotic. And there is always a psychiatrist on hand to handle those patients because they it's so prevalent that wow. you know, when you're out of balance anyway, and then yep. somebody, you know, but luckily I uh, you know, I'm not a drug user, don't drink. So when when I wow. came out of and I expected the surgery, these are men patients that didn't expect the surgery and then right all of right a but you were ready it. you you went in for it right you well knew I wasn't you're... I wasn't really ready what happened was <laughs> Patty was I kept putting it off and I tried everything I tried chelation therapy which is supposed to yeah clean, yeah clean, clean you your blood which mm -hmm. didn't wasn't going to work for me I did Dean Ornish's um heart healthy diet for a couple of months and and then one day, because uh, I just didn't want to be, I didn't want to be and have that invasive surgery. And yeah. in my mind, I thought, oh, I can get around this. But yeah, yeah. I had a, an episode one day where I couldn't breathe and I had to call an ambulance and go to the ER because I was sure I was having a heart attack. And Whoa. I went into the ER and um, 
I've told this story a couple of times. This is how this is how other people help us. This little Filipino nurse was in the ER taking care of me. And she said, she was so sweet. She said, what, dear, what are you in here for? And I said, well, I think I'm having a heart attack. And she said, well, I've looked at your chart. Why, you, it looks like you need a triple bypass. Why aren't you getting, why aren't you scheduled for a triple bypass? I said, I'm really afraid. I just don't want to have it done. And she looked at me and then unbuttoned her little nurse uniform to about here and opened it up. She had this like scar. Oh, she's, wow. She's like, I've had a bypass. It's not that big a deal. And I'm like, she can do it. I can do it. That's so she right. Come, That's right. Changed me like that. Just like, wow. Boom. Wow. Isn't that amazing how people can do stuff like that? Like um, they, you can see someone and they'll say something and then boom, you're ready to do it exactly. right at that moment. Exactly. It's like, you know, if you have a little role model for stuff, it's much easier. It's so much easier. And yeah. just her so, whole so attitude. You, yeah, yeah. So you went in and had the surgery. You did it. I did schedule it after that episode, but it was because of her because she yeah. was just, she was tiny like me. I mean, short and she was just yeah. so soft-spoken and to her, it was no, and everybody kept saying, you know, a bypass is routine these days. And I'm thinking to myself, if you were going to get sawed open on your sternum, you think that's routine. Everybody says it's routine. It's not routine. Well, everybody thinks any kind of surgery now is routine. And I'm like, uh, no routine, you know, really they're cutting you open and then they're doing something with right. some part of you. Right. And, uh, you know, that that's everything like that is invasive. It is. Yeah. It just it's is. huge, hugely. Invasive, so so but you had the surgery and you survived because here you are and you've got a beautiful scar because I've seen it in your Instagram posts, you yeah. know, all your scars and your fantastic body. So you did that and then your health seemed to go great. And then what, then well, what happened? You, what, you know, I pretty much have maintained good health my whole life. I've always been athletic and active and ate well, but you know, then you hit menopause and they took my thyroid out and I just was having other adventures in life. And I didn't have oh, like, gosh. I didn't have like a, uh, a working program that I was, yeah. I did in my early forties and I was really healthy and I was lifting weights, but blah, blah, blah. So 20 years went by living in Saudi Arabia, Mexico. And when I got to Mexico, there just something went off in my head. I was 62. Yeah. I knew in two years, it was going to be my 30 year anniversary from the transplant. And I thought, what am I doing? I, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm like, I don't have a lot of time left. I need to stop messing around and really take care of this body, which is the chariot for my soul. I mean, this is like, the temple I live, I need to start taking care. And it was, yeah. it wasn't that I was disgusted. I didn't look in the mirror and go, oh God, I've got to lose weight. I've got to get shit, get in shape. It was just like, I need to start loving this body with every ounce I have. It's gone through wow. so much. It's taken me so much, taking me through life in so many situations. Yeah. And from day one, I was like, I was who I am now. In other words, I felt... I made this mind shift. I call it the nanosecond boom mind shift. It was just oh, like, wow, wow. boom. I was already 
her and her was lean, strong, healthy, vital, energetic, grateful, and joyous. And it wasn't about, oh, this many pounds less, this much muscle. It was really about the whole consciousness of living in wow. a body that's being cared for through self-love. I love that. I love that because I think that we all, um, you know, yesterday I was talking, I was leading a draw your future session and a woman in the session said, you know, how can I stop myself from looking in the mirror every day and saying, oh, you're so, you know, that neck and you're so wrinkly and all that. And I said, well, you know, you have to understand that this is your body and it's done so many things to get you this far. So you have to appreciate it and love it. And all of that that comes with it, all the wrinkles and all the tiredness and whatever it is that you've gone through, you know, it, it's transparent in your physical form. And so if you can fill yourself with joy and love, you can transform your outer form too. And that's it's what true. you're talking about. You changed your mindset. And so then, but wait a minute, because then you changed your mindset and then you started to work out. That's right. what's, what happened right. is that you, you weren't just working out your regular way, like walking your dog and maybe running every so often and riding your bike with um, your husband, Paul, but you went out and you started to really seriously train. So yeah. I was thinking about you and how you started to train. And I wanted to know, like, how did you begin to lift weights and do that? What did you do? What did you start with? Yeah, you know, a lot of people um, on Instagram will message me and say, I don't know how to start. And I wouldn't have known how to start unless I found this online challenge. It was a Facebook challenge with um, a coach that had written a book in the 90s. And I, I won't mention his name, but he was he had a very successful book. Yes. And he had an online challenge. And I joined the challenge. It was a three month and it was for people over 40. And he had modified yeah. the exercises to be easy on the joints for people. And I thought, this sounds perfect. So I got in with a community of people that yeah. were wonderful. And this coach would, you know, check our form sort of informally, but it was a community. And then I went to one of his camps. And what I found out was after three months, I won the challenge. Oh, wow. I, That's that fantastic. A, yeah. And that was, I didn't even know there was going to be a winner. I just yeah, thought, oh, yeah. we'll do this for three months and then we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. And I fell in love with the weightlifting and then I stalled after about those first four months, took me four months to lose 10 pounds, which is yes. actually very healthy. Yep. And, and um, so I stalled after that. And so I started looking around for other, what I needed to up my game, but I didn't yeah. know how. Yeah. So from then until now, it's been a constant, I would say, discovery of what can I do next? How can I up my game? What more do I need to learn? So I'm, I'm a lifelong learner. I just really love to learn things. And so I'm still, this is the thing about fitness there's never end. There's no, end no, no. Feel. Well, and, and you would learn so much about your body and then what food and, you know, your, your body changes all the time. And I think people think, oh, you know, you get into a routine, then that routine works, but you can plateau at any um, point. And so you always have to challenge yourself and push yourself in some other ways. And so that's what you did. And then you actually got a, a really great coach 
and she helped you to enter some bodybuilding competitions. And yeah. so tell us what that was like to go to your first bodybuilding competition. Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, <laughs> my local friend and coach here, uh, before I found the woman that I'm working with now, he's the one that suggested to, to be in a competition. Yeah. Cause he saw me working out really hard every day and he was helping me and working with me. Cause when I went into the gym, he said, well, what are your goals? I said, I want to be really lean and strong. And when I started yeah, getting yeah. lean and strong, he's like, you need to be in a competition. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, you need to be in a master's bikini NPC competition. I'm like, <laughs> bikini? <laughs> what? 60, 63 in a bikini on stage? Yeah, I don't think so. But you know, my, <laughs> my I love that. I'm going to do that. I think that's a good challenge for everybody to have the woman that was in the, the, um, the talk that I gave yesterday. That's what she did. She bought a vacation for her whole family where they would have to wear their swimsuits huh? so that they could all get in shape to go. Oh, that's great. I think that's fantastic. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you yeah. know, the, bikini in challenge back, <laughs> in the back of my head was who wants to see a 63 year old in a bikini, you know? But what I found out was that uh, there's in the fitness world yeah. and people who work out and other coaches and other women of yeah. all ages who work out have a super great appreciation for a woman my age who works as hard as they do to get in shape. So yeah. I found um, my coach who got me if there there's coaches have so many different levels and things that they do some yes. are just lifestyle yeah like get fit lose weight eat better and some are um get fit to have a photo shoot and then you know live your life more yeah. sensibly eating and working out and then there's contest prep coaches which is what she did for me and yeah that was amazing, Patty, because my body transformed in a way I I, I never would have imagined. I well, never... and you were, I saw some of those posts with you working these like little tiny muscles in there just with one particular um, way of lifting the weight. I was really, it's you very impressive. You yeah. can see everything because yes. you, what you do is you, you really strip away all the body fat. The body yeah. fat gets really low. Yeah. And you're mostly just muscle and then they tan you and that makes <laughs> it even more. It's just kind of a hilarious thing. I had, I had, I so remember, I remember, fun. you know, I wrote you a text and you said, I'm just about to go into the tanning booth. And I was just like cracking up tanning booth. Okay. We're not going to talk about whether that's good for you or not. You're going into the tanning booth. I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but wait, but, but then you get on stage, you do the competition and in your category, you take first place. Yes, I did because I was the only competitor. <laughs> yeah, but still first place. All right. And then you did it again, though. You went to a different city and you did I it did. Again. Yeah, and a week competed later. with other other women your age. Yeah, and I came in third, which was there were only three of us, so I came in last. But <laughs> I absolutely loved the experience. For me, it wasn't yeah. about winning; it was just about, you know, Patty. All my body's gone through, and all yeah. the times I laid in ICU, thinking, "Am I ever going to get out of here? Am I? Am yeah. I? Am I going to survive this experience?" Yeah, and then to be on stage with 
this joy of look what my body, it, I, I wasn't proud of myself. I was proud of my body. Look what yeah. it can do. Yeah. And it, it was in the realm of just mind over matter, spirit willing, flesh yeah. having to obey. Yeah. And I, I just, it was such a triumph for me and a triumph uh -huh. for my organ donor. And I just was, I was so joyous. I, it was such a great experience for me. It had yeah. nothing to do with being in a competition, getting a medal, getting a trope. That's like, yeah. that's just sort of the fun part, but yeah, I mean, the yeah. icing on the cake. That's um, right. Well, the part of it that I love is that you really upped your creative genius. You really tapped your creative genius and it took form in your physical body. And I think that's part of it is we, we underutilize our imagination because we think, oh, your imagination, you're just imagining that and daydreaming. Right. Well, hey, guess what? Yeah. Your imagination is power. It is really the fuel behind everything that you become. And so when you realize that, then you can leverage it. So mm -hmm. even when you're in, um, uh, yeah, and as a bike racer, this is what I would do. Like I would imagine that a, a black bear was chasing me oh, and wow. a white bear was running in front of me and guiding me because I felt like I needed somebody to chase me so I could go faster. And I needed, you know, something I was scared of. And I, honestly, black bears scare me. Right. And a white polar bear, you know, just in front of me to just show me, come on, you can do this. And I think you know, and people say, oh, well, whatever you can do to trick your brain into overcoming the moment where it feels very challenging, because there's no doubt that your body gets fatigued and there's a part of your brain that's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, now is the time to just give up. Or why don't you get some water now instead of pushing through the last five reps or just really blowing it out until, you know, we would always say, if you can feel if you taste blood in your mouth, you know that you've really gone to the limit in bike racing in a time trial, right? And everybody wow. would be like, oh my God, that's so gross. But that's how you know that you've yeah. really changed your oxygen level. And, and part of that is that you have to know that your body can take it. And the only way you know is if you believe, which is part of what you did. You believe that you were that person and then you stepped into it. And right. so beautifully, uh, and so in such a disciplined way. Um, but what did you, what was your day like? What's a day in the life of Julia when you're in this um, training state? What do you do? How, how does it go? You wake up and then what? Well, you know, it, it's, it's, I'm in a, I'm in, I always say day in and day out, day in and day out, because the consistent behaviors and repetitive positive actions we do that's how we transform and right i mean i review my workout the night before and i just can't wait i sometimes i wake up at 4 a.m and i'm thinking it's too early to go to the gym <laughs> it's not but open I want, yet <laughs> but i want to i want yeah. to go to the yeah. gym you yeah. know i'm so <laughs> i i so i'm excited and i think part of it is just the joy of movement and working my body and feeling good and yeah. having energy. I'm, and I love to dance. So there's something about that too. I just really like movement and being able to use my body. Um, it makes me feel alive. And 
I have an important why, my why, why do I do this? Why do I get up every morning? And I'm just like, I, I can't wait to go to the gym. And some people are like, oh, I just don't want to go to the gym. I never feel that way. And it's yeah. because I'm grateful to be alive. That's what yeah. my, I am so grateful. Yeah. And yeah. why do I get up every morning, and go to the gym? Because I can, I do yes. it for my organ donor. I do yeah. it for you know, and now that I have a lot of, I don't know how this Instagram thing blew up, Patty, but somehow, I know, but you have so many thousands of hundreds of thousands of followers. Well, it's not crazy, hundreds, but you not have thousands of followers. Yeah. Like 24,000. And that I, is insane. And that only just happened. That's the in, thing is it in just the last happened nine in the last six to nine months. And I think it's because my story inspires people. If I can do it, they can do it. That's if right. And I, I think can do it. That's right. And I think there are a lot of women that out there our age who are thinking, oh, life's over or now we're on the downflow. Now I can just rest and relax and whatever. Well, yeah, but you have a service in the world. So if you haven't figured out what your service is, because even if you retire, you still are in service to right. life, right? Right. And so Absolutely. you got to figure that out and you yeah. have to be in service to yourself, right? who you are. And so that you love yourself. I think, uh, you know, many of us, we spent so many years, not, not really loving ourselves. We say we love ourselves, but we don't, the way you love yourself is that you care for yourself, right? That you right. take, that you go to the gym and you work out and that you eat well. And when you don't want to eat well, that's okay too. Yeah. You get right back into the flow of, um, drinking a lot of water and getting enough sleep and things that we know will make us um, perform at our optimum level. And yeah. so, you know, that I think is something that you are just demonstrating in such a big and bold way that people can't wait to follow you. I mean, like the posts that you, when you, the before, my favorite are the before and after posts, you know, because we see you just like two years ago. And then now it's like, whoa, you can, know. you did that in two it's years, it, it in two years. Me. It I amazes know. me. Yeah. And, and, you know, the thing is Patty before, um, I was like every other woman that we've been on this diet and that diet and la, la, la. And yep. we eat 1200 calories and we do cardio right. until the cows come home. And then the weight comes back on. I now eat way more than I ever did. Yes. And I weigh less than I ever did now yeah. because my metabolism works now. It's been, it's been healed. Rebooted. Through. It's been rebooted. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and well, and, and I think people don't realize that, that when you get yourself back into the groove of working out and push yourself in that workout, you will reboot your metabolism. And yeah. it's really amazing to do. You know, I remember when I was racing, I ate so much food all the time. And I would come home, I would wake up in the middle of the night and have a bowl of cereal because I'd be starving yeah. because I would have burned that many calories, right, my body. Right. And that was in my fifties. So let's be yeah. clear that I was already perimenopausal or maybe even postmenopausal at that point. And I think, you know, we forget that the body, remember the brain is malleable. It's plastic. You can yeah. trick it. You can trick your brain to believe yeah. in anything. I know. So, so that's the fun part. Trick it into yeah. believing that you are capable, which you are and competent and confident all these right. things that matter. Right. 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 And you know, Patty, when I go and look at my before and after pictures and I've got a lot and actually when I started feeling great, amazing, yeah. I would have my husband, Paul take pictures of me 
on the beach or whatever. And we, yeah. we moved to, we moved to where we are now on the East Coast, uh, you know, on the Atlantic Ocean. And I think it was maybe four months into my fitness journey, we went to the beach and I'm like, oh, take pictures of me in my bathing suit. I was just felt so fantastic. And <laughs> I didn't look at those pictures until a year ago. And I looked like a chunky monkey. I was <laughs> well, like, that's how it is, you know, but right. I felt, I felt so great. And yeah. I didn't, yeah. at the time, I didn't look at those pictures and say, God, you're still not on, you're not in shape yet. Because within myself, I was you already who I am now. I yeah, was like, yeah. That's it's so just, great. That's there was so great. no self-censure. There was no, no um, self-loathing. There was no, I remember losing weight in my forties. It was because it was a story. It was at a seminar actually. And um, I had given a talk and I went to the pool and I was laying by the pool and this very attractive man who was also at the seminar came up just to tell me how much I loved or how much he loved my talk. And I'm in my bathing suit and I'm like embarrassed that my thighs <laughs> oh, are so lumpy and this attractive man. And he wasn't coming on to me. He was just, we were no. having a normal conversation. Yeah, yeah. But your self-talk was out oh, of control. Oh my God. Oh, my I'm God. like, my thigh. <laughs> Oh my God. Oh, well, and, and I think this is, we spend so much time and energy, you know, worrying about what we look like, Oh, it's you so know, exhausting. and instead of putting that energy into loving and caring for yes. who we are, who yes. we are, you know, and then how we look does change. I don't even yeah. look like the same person I did two years no, ago. No, you really don't. You don't. I mean, honestly, you, you, and it, no offense, but you looked very frumpy back then. You oh, look yeah. alive and vibrant now. Yeah. And so I think that's part of it. You know, if you're feeling the frump, just know that you, that's something you can dump. You can dump the frump, dump just the go frump. dump the frump and go, go, go out and, you know, that's going to be your motto, your tagline. But I, I love this. Now you, um, so every day when you get up, you go to the gym and you work out day, day in, day out. That's what you say. But also what kind of, what do you do in terms of uh, your meditation or, do, you know, your terms of food, what kinds of things do you do to keep your whole life in balance? Yeah. Well, the meditation part, um, I've had, I've had a practice I've done since I was 17 and, you know, you don't do things for that long in life unless they work, right. right. Unless they right. work and they work powerfully and it's chanting, um, an ancient, it's an, it's known as an ancient name for God, H U. When I lived in Saudi Arabia, I met women who were Sufis who knew all about chanting this word. Yeah. And, um, and, and I found out over the years that many religions and cultures are aware of this mantra, this ancient mantra. So I learned about it when I was 17 and I just sing it. Like most people that know about Om, you, yes. you, you just sing Hugh and Hugh is a, um, just in a long drawn out breath, like Hugh. And I put my attention oh. right here in my third eye or my, where my imagination is. And I really try and empty myself of, you know, thoughts or and just try and fill myself with love, even yeah. if I, or gratitude. And it just takes me to a completely different place. And my next 24 hours is 
like this, very even, almost like blood sugar when you eat the right food. It's just oh, that's smooth fantastic. sailing, you know? I love and that. The other thing it does, Patty, is it, it um, clears out my thought stream. So we all know that if we look at the news or we have a upsetting experience or something happens, it's kind of like also yes. just news itself, negativity, we're throwing junk in our right. thought stream and we get affected by that. And so yeah. the hue, when I, when I sing hue, this ancient mantra, what it does, it purifies my thought stream. It's kind of wow. like standing on a bridge and watching my thoughts kind of go down. And there's a lot of, sometimes there's a lot of junk in there. And then all of a sudden with the hue, it just becomes this crystal clear flowing water. And I feel very um, removed from worry and care and things get surrendered. And I just feel like a new person. And that helps me stay positive and also not fall into these negative traps of um, self-talk, negative self-talk yeah. or guilting myself, or even what it's helped me do is build healthy boundaries around myself emotionally wow. for people, even in my family that just, um, where the relationships are toxic. So yeah, without I love that. hurting, yeah, without hurting yeah. anybody's feelings or having some big, you know, brouhaha. Yeah. It seems like chanting this word just gently opens these doors to a life that is has meaning where I can also serve. I, I really think it's why I have so many followers on Instagram because I meant to share this. It's not a monetized Instagram. And I absolutely yeah. I don't know who my followers are, but I absolutely adore them. I yes, love them. and you um really engage with them. They write such amazing things oh my to God. you. It's not yeah, it's not shallow. They write like long paragraphs to yeah. you about what's going on. And I love that. I love reading through them and seeing what what people are connecting with because you know, I think in the world today, wouldn't you agree that people really want to find connection yeah. with something yeah. meaningful? And they right. want to feel good about yeah. who they are and what they're doing in their lives. And that, I think this is a beautiful way of serving and sharing this whole journey. I mean, I love this, that you have done this and transformed. And so what would you say to, to people in any, anybody who wants to make a kind of change, what's a change tip? What would you say to them if they want to change any part of their life and particularly in this fitness space, you know, what, how would, what would you say to them if they were just sitting in the room and they said, you know, how do I, what do I do? How can I, you know, do this? Yeah. Well, you know, mostly women our age are the ones that want to know and yeah. are inspired by this journey. So I would say prioritize yourself, just Make yourself number one, because you can't do anything for anybody unless you take care of yourself first. And as women, I think we are taught and brought up to be the caretakers. And many right. women that are married and had children and whatever, yeah. I mean, they're just motherhood. <clears throat> I mean, you and I, we've, we've not had children except fur babies, but we have a lot of friends that have children. And yes, it is like, an incredible job. Yeah, and it is. I just feel like women give their all in that job. And it, it and when the kids grow yeah. up and there's empty nests, it's like, 
I think some women have a hard time saying I'm first now, you know, I'm first. So I would say how to start, make yourself number one. And you can still be a mom at home with kids and do that. Your kids will appreciate it because you'll be feeling better. And you'll be demonstrating for them how to do it for themselves so that it's important to take care of yourself first and then serve other people. I love that. I, I, this has been so inspiring. It's just really, I mean, I'm totally motivated now. As soon as I'm done with this podcast, I'm going to get on my bike and go ride because, you know, there's nothing more joyous than being in your body fully and feeling the experience. There's something about it that you just can't describe. So thank you so much for sharing everything with us. I'm going to have you back on the show because we're going to, we have to go into much more detail about other things, but for this, for today, I just want to say thank you so much, Julia, for everything that you taught us today and shared with us about change and, and what you've been able to do. Oh, Patty, thank you. Well, you know, we're, we're on the same wavelength where that's concerned. Yeah, for sure. These these principles that you and I both use in our lives. And um, you're just a super dear friend and I love you. Yeah, well, I love you too. And everybody, please follow Julia at at Dolphinine on Instagram. That's a place where you can see what she's up to. It's amazing. I'll put some more in the show notes for all of you. And, you know, if you like this podcast and you think it was interesting, you know, put some notes in DM me so and forward it to your friends so everybody can hear about her. And I just thank you again for being here. And everybody who's tuning in right now, thank you so much for taking the time. We love you. Go out and be your best self and, you know, up your creative genius. Right, Julia? Right. Thanks so much for listening today. Be sure to DM me on Instagram your feedback or takeaways from today's episode on Up Your Creative Genius. Then join me next week for more Rocket Fuel. Remember, you are the superstar of your universe and the world needs what you have to bring. So get busy, get out and up your creative genius. And no matter where you are in the universe, here's some big love from yours truly, Patty Dobervolsky, and the Up Your Creative Genius podcast. That's a wrap. <laughs>